Welcome to the WRSU Crew, the revolutionary show to hear all things sports, from your very own Rutgers Athletics to the hot topics in all professional and collegiate sports from around the globe. Coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew. Welcome to the WRSU Crew, Thursday edition, Doug Willie, Christian Vasquez, Matt Kaminsky and Alex Carminati here on this Thursday. It's 6.03. We're three minutes in. But how you guys doing today? Did you guys get in okay with the rain? Got in before the rain. So luckily, yeah. I did look at my... Th- it's uh, It was like a little drizzle when I was sitting in my bed. Nice. And I was just like, oh, okay. And you are just coming from across the road, right? Yeah, across the street. So not, it's just that clothier. And Matt, oh, you coming okay? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, but... So, yeah, it's just the four of us today. No Sean and no Dylan Allen. They're over at Summer Patriot Patriot Team. Which is I, that even going on right I, now? I have a feeling that's going to get canceled. Oh, I mean, you heard that? You hear there's, there's thunder and there, there's lightning, too. <laughs> I saw that. So, yeah, it's it's rough today. Definitely rough. It, it was raining hard when I was driving over here to the studio. Um, I was driving about half the speed I normally drive, just because just all the cars on the highway were going so slow. And, and with reason, I mean, there was flooding. I mean, the right lane. Is there are, flooding already? Uh, so there's some minor flooding. If you really? know, if you know Riders Lane, rain? you know Riders yeah. Lane on Cook Dog. Uh, yeah. The right lane on part of Riders Lane was flooded. Oh my god, the uh, buses must be atrocious. Yeah, Route 18 luckily didn't have flooding. Uh, yeah, huh. which was. But nice. I, I, there wasn't even really that much rain. I don't think there was really even that much rain here, on campus. I looked at my window. It only got a few on my thing, and it was like a different, no color. Excuse me, different. Just the floor barely even looked like there was any rain there. Yeah, and so it's, it's been rough with... I mean, honestly, the weather was kind of weird for most of March, right? We were going back and forth between cold, yeah. hot, cold, hot, cold, hot. But we do have a new board up today, Matt Kaminsky. Matt, if you you have your mic on right now, if you want to say hi real quick. Hi, I'm Matt. Thank you. <laughs> and you want to say anything else? Uh, the It was so nice today that I, am, that I was outside and then it started raining. Yes. And so and now I'm a little depressed because I just realized that this is the bad part of spring. It's like we're going to get, like, terrible weather. Definitely. And, Alex, you can come in real quick. Or put your mic on in a couple minutes. I'll be here. we got Alex Carminati on Thursday crew. So what do we want to lead off with today? I'm here, guys. Don't worry. I'm here. I'm uh, moving and grooving. I'm uh, moving I'm, and grooving. I got this. I, I, I just finished some uh, some interviews th- that I recorded earlier in the hour. Okay. We have Bren- uh, Brennan Kamish of Rutgers Lacrosse joining us at 7 o'clock to kick off hour two. Nice. So just, fu- you know, e- touching that up, editing it up, things like that. And uh, for my show Sunday, my pastor's joining me this Sunday, so I'm working okay. on that. And Christian just, Worship on the Banks. Christian right. Worship on the Banks, my pastor. Sunday nights. 9 to 10 p.m. Yeah, should be yep. exciting. My pastor, it's Easter Sunday. Praise the Lord. It'll be a great, great time. Oh, yeah, and, um, yeah, no, I'm just, 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 just busy with that. But That should be fun. I tell you, there's a lot going on right now, but especially, especially out in the Rutgers baseball world right now, yes. where this Rutgers baseball team is unbelievably, unbelievably historic. This right. season so far, right. twenty games over five hundred, number twenty-two in the country. They just beat Penn yesterday. They're twenty-seven and six this season, and they're eight and one in Big Ten play. So two or three from Nebraska in late March, and just swept Minnesota and Nebraska um, this past weekend. Actually, Penn State too. They beat in the first uh, first Big Ten series, but just incredible stuff indeed. And the way this ba- this uh, this baseball team has just been so historically good. It's remarkable, it's unprecedented, and it's something we would have never thought of for the first time in a long time. Rutgers baseball is ranked for the first time in 12 years. 
which is insane. Last year, they were two games under 500. It was an, it was an all Big Ten slate. It was the best Big Ten percentage when it, when it comes to a winning percentage all time for this Rutgers baseball team. Now it is unbelievably so so good, and there are 21 games over 500 in general. There's seven games over 500 in conference play, and it's just historical stuff, incredible stuff. I want to open up with that because it is so so important to see how good this team has been. When when, when we look at what Ryan Lasko, our freshman, did last year, how he's continuing this sophomore year. Lasko was just named Big Ten Player of the Week today, believe it or not, with four home runs throughout the week. He's just an incredible player. This team is hot, flying offensive. Nick Samillo has an over 400% batting average, which is insane. Tony Santamaria leads the team in RBIs. Danny DiGiorgio, a longtime senior, putting in the work, starting shortstop. Great offensively and defensively. Chris Brito with a massive grand slam earlier this week. He has six RBIs in the last two uh, games. It's incredible stuff. It is really, really incredible stuff. And the way things are starting strong for this Skull Knight squad, Christian, it really has been historic. Yeah, you know, I don't follow baseball as much as I would like to, but, you know, this team is just so electric from what we've seen so far. You know, like you said, ranked for the first time, it was at 12 years. So, number, yep. yeah, number 22, and they've been, you know, I just rolling past the opponents. What was it, Lafayette the other day? It was 22 to 3. <laughs> that was something, I tell you. I'd say that was a crazy day for me because I was at Batonfield for the game. Yeah, yeah. 20 run victory. And right afterwards, we had Gio and Luke Nathan, of course, in the studio for the crew. Couldn't miss that. So I had the rush from Batonfield to get here for that. And it was just a wild, helter skelter day. But it was all worth it for the sake of Rutgers baseball. They, I mean, again, 20 runs, 23 to 3, they beat Lafayette. They beat Penn, who's a pretty good team. Uh, who beat Texas A&M, one of the powerhouses in SEC baseball and baseball in general. They beat them to kick off the season, Penn. Rutgers beat the, uh, beat Penn yesterday 8-4 to at Bayton Field. And tomorrow, it continues. Home series, home weekend series against the Indiana Hoosiers, a top Big Ten team to face. Rutgers did not have the best time against Indiana last year at Bayton Field. They're trying to make a difference. And again, in Big Ten play, especially against Nebraska, the defending Big Ten champs, when you sweep them in Lincoln, that's got that. That definitely has carried over this week so far, and the way this team is just playing right now, I'm excited to see what this team does this weekend against a Big Ten foe. Then they have Iona. Then they have Iowa a week later at home. Another weekend series. Just Rutgers baseball, Big Ten, non-Big Ten teams. They're killing it. They're having a phenomenal start. It's been absolutely historic. And what what I also like about this team is the flexibility, Doug. And the way this team is just so flexible, not just with, with the uh, you know the defense and the pitching and all that stuff. Something really I like is the offensive as well. Because not just your top guys in Lasco and Slight and, you know, Samillo and Tony Santa Maria and Chris Brito and, and Giorgio and guys like that. Yes, those are your main five, six players and main six power hitters. You've got other guys coming in who can pinch hit, you know, for you and come in at game like Jordan Sweeney. Right. Jordan Sweeney came in, pinched, pinched hit. Um, on Tuesday, had on two Tuesday. home runs. He he started yesterday, hit a home run versus Penn yesterday. So guys like Jordan Sweeney with, with one crack of the bat, the way they're able to also make a big impact, starting or non-starting, is also so remarkable to see and really hear about, especially on the airwaves here. And in general, you know, the way this team is just so, so dominant in every way when it comes to that flexibility, Jason Shockley, freshman catcher, had his first start versus Lafayette. 
played a big role defensively, but mainly offensively, went two for three, I believe, in that game. Right. So we look at these players overall, not just your main starting five or six who are just killing it in every single category. You have these guys coming off the bench who are also doing damage. Not as much, but very reasonable enough damage to put this team where it's at right now. And Allison, also, shout out to you for solo calling that one on Tuesday. Sorry I could not make no, that. No, hey, Doug, Doug, hey, it, it was life. It was, I mean... Earlier this season, I had to do a solo call, I think, late March, March 20th. NJIT, right. Yes, and I solo called that one. Took about, it, it was a three-hour game, so even that was rough to do solo. Ah. And yours was four plus, four plus hours, Well, right? it was three and a half altogether, but I was there for like, yeah, about four and a half hours. Right. and Almost five. <laughs> it could get lengthy. So it, Absolutely. It, it's definitely tough. I mean, you know, basketball and, you know, just kind of shifting topics a little bit, just comparing sports. Like bas- basketball is a sport when you're doing play-by-play, you can kind of do solo just because there's not many breaks in the action. Mm -hmm. Football, you know, you have breaks between each play, but there's still, you know, you can kind of do play, analysis, play, analysis, so it's a little easier to do solo. But baseball, it's tough, especially when, you know, you might have a couple at-bats where it's just kind of strikes, just a couple foul balls and not a ton happening. And there's a little breaks and, you know, the action slows down. It's tough because you got to make conversation. Absolutely. But with yourself, it's a little difficult. Well, well, also, you know, it depends on the person. Like Vince Scully, who's yes. the greatest baseball announcer possibly of all time, mm-hmm. one-man band for years, even yes. up to when he retired. And it's he a just, special skill. Oh, absolutely. And, 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 you know, whether it's a two-person or one-person, you know, thing, it's not easy whatsoever. But, you know... If you're able to fill in the time, especially on your own, talk about whatever, make stories, have fun, have a good old time with things, and just relate it to the game and keep in pace with what's actually going on, right. you know, it's really remarkable regardless if it's two people, one people, even uh, one person, even three people. Right. Like, you know, I mean, look, look, you, you, you have your Vince Scullies. You also have, you know, in, in a football sense, Pat Summerall and John Madden, phenomenal right. duo. I don't like the Mets, but they have the, I think they have the best broadcast in baseball. Really I agree. They have a phenomenal broadcast. Gary, Keith, and Ron. Oh, my goodness. Gary, Gary, Keith, and Ron are incredible. The Mets have the best broadcast scenario where they got Gary Cohen, who's a heck of a play-by-play. Keith Hernandez, who's just a colorful analyst. Colorful character in general. Was on Seinfeld once. Absolutely, indeed. And, uh, you know, Ron Darlin, just a Mets legend. So is Hernandez, too. But Ron Darlin also just, just that... Typical color analyst, not just with the Mets, but with TBS and in playoff baseball and things like that. Just what a tandem that is. Right. And, again, whether it's one person, two people, three people, you're able to make conversation in whatever way possible. Yeah, it might get draggy. It might long, you know, last long, longer than you think or you imagine to begin with. But it's still something really, really intriguing to notice. And when you're in it yourself, it's also pretty exciting, whether it's one, two, or three people. Yeah, definitely. And I think that baseball... Uh, you know, like I mentioned before, all sports are unique calling them. I think baseball is just probably the most conversational Absolutely. For, for an announcer. Absolutely. Especially if you're doing TV and not radio, because then TV you don't have to describe every single mm-hmm. thing. And you can kind of, kind of go a couple at-bats with just kind of talking and not really, you know, assuming, you know, if there's a couple people on base and it's important, then you're not going to do that. You know, you're going to describe everything. Right, but if right. it, you're just inning where no one's on base and you're just getting, you know, a couple strikeouts. Or again, and, if the game's a blow, the yeah. one team's up by 10-plus runs, you know, you talk about whatever, you know? Yeah, and, you know, you might get to, you might do that for multiple innings, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. if it's a blowout, you know, if it's, like Rutgers baseball, and it's like yes. twenty to one after five. <laughs> and, you know, you got a couple innings. Well, I mean, I mean, again, that game with Lafayette was incredible because Lafayette started strong. They had a home run. The third, at, the 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 third at batter they scored first. Hit a home run, shocked Rutgers a little bit. For a little. They, they had a grand slam to make up for it in the bottom of the first. From that moment, they scored fifteen unanswered runs to be up by fourteen at one point. Then, then. 
They, of course, went on to win 23-3. to So it's really incredible stuff. And the way it has been just remarkable, incredible. And with this team, again, especially where, sure, they might fall behind at one point or they're just up from the get-go. They're just, just consistently dominant, whether they're up by one run, two runs, 20 runs, whoever the opponent is, and whatever the score is. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's ha- it's not something that we've necessarily seen from Rutgers baseball in recent years. You know, this ranking was the first ranking for the team since 2010, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, it's not something that we've seen. And it's, you know, it's exciting. You know, certainly baseball, maybe not the traditional sport that has a huge following in college, at least at, you know, it depends on the school. Depends. Like, the, the SEC is huge. That's true. The SEC is, is massive. Yes. Even the ACC to a certain extent. Like, yes. Uh, a personal friend of mine plays on North Carolina. Okay. And UNC's nice. got a pretty good following. They're top 25 in the country. They're a good program. So right. it depends on the conference, depends on the location. Definitely. But Vanderbilt's huge. Yes. Texas A&M is huge. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. All these teams are just and, – and, again, the SEC is the powerhouse for baseball. Right. And how dominantly wicked good they are. It's incredible. And even – Again, Big 12 is not that big to begin with, but TCU is a big baseball school. Definitely. Huge baseball school. So, you know, the more you go down south and out west, like towards, again, Texas or Louisiana, you know, any of these southern states or these western, you know, states, that's where baseball really is going to be big, especially from a college standpoint. And most of your MLB guys go go to these powerhouse SEC, school, right. SEC schools. If, if they don't come right out of high school. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. But, Matt, it seems you have you, – be are you a college baseball fan, Matt? I used to dabble in it, but now I'm more focused on professional baseball. Uh, not as much as like college football, college basketball, but I do know, like, I did follow the draft, uh, Hensley, especially Vanderbilt when they had Jack Leiter and Kamar Rock. Oh, absolutely. Nice. Jack Leiter, man. I mean, once in a generational talent. Great pitcher. Texas got him. I tell you, it's so, like, and and segueing to, to the MLB for a little bit. Like, the way Texas has, I mean, yeah, it's not showing right now. They're not a best, great team. They have not been good for a long time. But they put in the money to, to get a guy like Seeker. They put in the money to bring some of these big names in. And they drafted their franchise pitcher in Jack Leiter. Now, again, it'll take a long time to build it all together. Seeker's there for a 10-year contract for a reason, I right, guess. Right. $325 million is a big amount to pay a guy, I any like guy. Money. Who wouldn't? But, um, yes, you know, it might not answer like right away, or Jack Leiter might not come right away, or Seeger might not see results in his team. You, you might not see results with Texas right away. Give it like four or five years. And with Leiter getting older, Seeger developing more into, into the veteran player he is, Texas could be a dangerous team that people have not seen for a long time. Another team that I think that like put in the money are the Toronto Blue Jays, who oh, finally put in the money and act like the big market team they are. So. Toronto is like the fourth biggest city in North America. So they finally act like the big market team for years. They right. were uh, not spending money, but it started in, 20, in the 2019 to 2020 offseason when they spent it on Hunjin Ryu. Right. They then go out in 2021 and get George Springer. Mm-hmm. And this year they went all in. They got Kevin Gosman. Which was phenomenal. To replace uh, Robbie Ray. Uh-huh. And I think Gosman was a better pitcher than Robbie Ray. I agree. Last year. I, I thought agree. Robbie Ray was a bit lucky, but that's just me. Gosman was just more consistent overall. Yes. Very consistent. And they also got UC Kikuchi, uh, who's a underrated left-handed mm-hmm. pitcher. I think if he's in the right situation, and especially under the Blue Jays' tillage of uh, pitching, mm-hmm. I think he'll be fine. And uh, they got... An- oh, they trade for Matt Chapman, too. So mm-hmm. they got... a. 
they got a third baseman. Uh, it moves Flag Guerrero Jr. to keeps Flag Guerrero Jr. at first, but however, though, it seems to be working. Last night was an example of that. Well, I mean, look, say what you want about the Blue Jays and all of that. Yeah, there have been two or three years where, yeah, it's not great. Even before Vlad and Bob Bichette and getting a guy like Chapman and Gosman and guys like that, let's remember they had Josh Donaldson for a spell. They had Troy Tulawiski for a spell. And look, I'm not saying that, I mean, it, it got them to the ALCS. It did back, twice back in 2015 especially, you know. And again, they didn't win. They didn't go to the World Series. But it put Toronto in a position of high authority at one point in the MLB. And who doesn't remember that 2015, you know, ALDS with them in Texas. That was a remarkable one. And then you fast forward the next season, Odor and Bautista throw hands. No one's going to forget that one, too. So, I mean, look, and 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 it's so ironic that we bring up these teams, the Blue Jays and the Rangers, again, back and forth, what have you. Texas more downward than Toronto is right now, especially. But these are two young teams, even with some veteran experience, where not just in the AL, but in the MLB as a whole, I think these are two teams that can be really, really deadly. Maybe not this year specifically with Texas, but give it time, they're going to be building up even further, and they're going to be teams that we're really going to keep an eye on for. And Toronto, maybe their time is now. Texas, I don't think it is now. Again, four, five, six years maybe, possibly. But for Toronto, you're seeing it right now, Matt. Their time is right now to go for it, and you're seeing Vlad. You're seeing Bo Bichette. You're seeing Chapman. You're seeing Gosman. You're seeing these big names coming in there and just doing damage. Toronto might be now, maybe next year, what have you. Texas has a few more years. The point is that these two teams are getting younger. They're getting more advanced, and they're building more for the future, and these two teams can be really the faces of not just the AL, but I think baseball as a whole. In times come, could be, could not be, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if if that was a reality in the next few seasons. I agree. I think I think Toronto's uh, time is now. Maybe next year, though, at the very least, it's this year. But I also think the AL East might have gotten a little weaker from last year, especially considering like the Rays. They didn't really do much. In fact, they yeah. lost a lot. They traded Austin Meadows in the off season. Uh, they're not going to get Glasnow back until I believe maybe uh, this year, but definitely definitely next, next year. Next yeah, year. you you would think he's done for the season. Also, the Red Sox, besides adding Trevor Story, didn't do a lot. Uh, didn't do a lot. They added pieces to the pitching depth. However, though, a lot of people ride on the Yankees because they were expecting to sign a marquee shortstop. And granted. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is not doing well right now. Only has one hit through six games, but I think uh, I think uh, it'll come or piece around. The defense has definitely looked much better than last year, but also Garrett Cole pitched well. I think the Yankees could challenge the Blue Jays for the division at the least, but mm-hmm. it will time will tell. We'll see what happens. Well, well, I mean, look when you look at it, I think overall it's going to be between those two those two teams and you know when we see that and when we think about it and when we are realistic about something like this Christian you know it's going to be down to the wire between the Blue Jays and the Yankees for that division but what you know whether it's Toronto now whether it's the Yankees now the AL East is just so wide open it's so wide open because again it could be the Yankees or the or the Yankees can fold like a cheap suit it could be Toronto they can rise up and be this young superstar team or they can also fold like a cheap suit we don't know what's going to happen let's keep in mind the Astros are still good we, uh, now, cheaters, I give you that completely. The Trastros, the Astros, call them whatever you want. I'm a little over that, to be honest. I am me. too. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, for, I mean, 
I'm I'm not a Yankee fan, so it really didn't affect me as much. But at the same exact time, it was still horrible and wrong that that happened. What what who who I really be- feel bad for are the Dodgers because they they're the ones who got screwed out of a World Series because of it all. But um, as a whole, I mean, again, the way you know we're seeing the Astros still play good and also still be a decent team. Sure, no Correa, he's gone. He's in Minnesota now, which also maybe Minnesota. We'll see what they do. But in general, how the Astros are still a pretty good team minus Correa. You know, the AL is just so wide open, Christian. And, again, it could be anyone's given day in anyone's given year at any time. Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like this year, yeah, I haven't uh, really been the biggest baseball fan growing up. But this year, I feel like, you know, we, we just started the season. I kind of want to, you know, get into watching some more. But I went to go watch the look up the Yankees game. They don't even have Yes Network on the Rutgers TV channels. I was like, oh, I can't even, how am I supposed to watch this? I could just, you know, listen to the radio, but I wanted to, you know, see some play. And then I go online. You don't want to hear I, John Sterling and, Su- uh, yeah. and, and Susan Wallman? <laughs> I might have to get on that. But I yesterday I go to look at the game, and I, I see Vladdy hit it out the park three times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just uh, I want to get into it this year, but it seemed, you know. The Yankees are the team I would support here. No, I mean, I mean, Vladdy again. Vladdy's just a beast. Yeah, an animal. A beast. I know that. He's a beast. And look again. I'm just. I'm. Thank God baseball's back. Thank God baseball is back. Thank God spring sports are here. Even though it's pouring like a monsoon right now as we speak, after an 84 degree oh, yeah. day in New Brunswick. I'm. Where the heck did that come from? Like th- this is what I still don't understand about the tri-state. Three hours ago, it's nice, sunny, and beautiful. Yeah. Fast forward, it's a monsoon. You know, at least at least this was forecasted, though. If you looked at oh, the... Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But still, okay. still. No, it's oh, yeah, still, but then it's, it's supposed to drop to, like, f- mid-50s next week. That's what I... It's, it's crazy, though, because... Tomorrow, I, it'll, I think it's going to be, like, 65. Yeah, I, I looked at the forecast this morning, because I knew, like, other than crew, I wasn't going to have to come to Rutgers today. Right. So I was like, okay, is it going to rain today? Like, how's it going to be? And the forecast said from, like, 5 to 7 p.m., there's like a 65% chance of rain and the rest of the day was like nothing and I was like oh my god that's that's right when I'm going to be driving well look at this I mean I mean well the the audience can't look at it right now except for actually looking out your window or your car window or whatever but the point is is that I mean it's incredible I mean again it was I was sweating like a pig earlier today out there oh yeah in my room it's, it's, out in the oh sun it's still warm out though like it's is it, which is weird though is it? Okay. It, it's raining but it's warm and it, it's it's an interesting combination Oh, incredible. Incredible. Incredible indeed. And overall, you know, it's really something. It's something. And, you know, I'm from, I'm from New York. I expect it at this point. Yes. You know, there, there's a famous saying. Not, not too famous because my dad say it, but it's, it's a All famous right. saying. I'll hear it. I'm ready. It's always nice and sunny and beautiful on Wednesday. When yeah. you want it to be nice and lovely, it doesn't happen because on Saturday and Sunday, it's always raining. Right. That's true. It's New York. It's New York. It's New Jersey. It's the entire tri-state around here. That's it's true. incredible. It's incredible. But I don't know. I don't control the weather. The... Who does? God, I guess. But besides that, you know, I mean, you know, that's really it. Right. But, you know, it is what it is. And we just, uh, we roll with it. Thankfully, it didn't rain yesterday for Rutgers baseball. Yeah. And what I'm, and in general, like, again, Doug, there, there, there have been some rain concerns or what have you. The, the, the one game we called. Oh, it was moved back an got hour. Got pushed or, back an hour. Or move, if something move, is, move forward an hour. If something is moved from 3 o'clock to 2 o'clock, is that pushing it backward or forward? I don't, I'd always get confused I by that. I guess forward because it's happening earlier compared yeah. to when it was supposed to take place. If you push something back, then it's moving it back. 4 o'clock or 5, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right. So it's... 
Yeah, but that's interesting, though, because if someone says you move something back, I mean, it could mean earlier. It, it's confusing, mm-hmm. but back generally means later mm-hmm. and then forward earlier. No, yeah, but, I mean, I mean, again, it just, I mean, regardless of the weather, which is my rant right now, but besides that, right. just baseball, MLB, Rutgers baseball especially, it's been it's it's been historic, and... I can't, I can't even see it from where pun, I'm sitting. I gotta, like, pun intended... Pun intended, April showers bring May flowers. But for Rutgers baseball, it's April sunshine song right now. And for the MLB, the fact that baseball is actually happening after that horrific lockout, it's all sunshine song right now. So, you know, we just, uh, we'll take it with a grain of salt. We'll still rock and roll with it. And we'll still, uh, we'll still enjoy what we've got so far. And not just baseball, lacrosse, especially here on Rutgers lacrosse, men's and women's. Men are number seven in the country, a tough loss to Maryland, but they're two and one in Big Ten play. They're ten and three overall on the season. Doug, you were out there in Maryland with Gideon Fox yes. uh, for that call. And uh, the woman, too, number 13 in the country, picked up a big win versus Wagner. Cassidy Spillis is an unbelievable player. Seven goals last night. Wow. She has 51 goals in 14 games played. Wow. That's insane. She's incredible. That's She's insane. incredible. This team is incredible. Men's lacrosse is also insane. You have four, five, 20-plus goal scorers already on the season. Definitely. Most of them transfers, too. It would have been great if I got the win at Maryland, but it, it, well, Maryland's the number one team in the Maryland, country. So it's Maryland's the, Maryland is just too good. Maryland's the uh, – and I, I'm quoting Gideon Fox. Maryland is the Alabama of lacrosse. Yes. Maryland lacrosse is the Alabama of lacrosse, uh, which they are. It's just like researching the matchup. So Rutgers and, and uh, Maryland before Sunday had played 33 times. Maryland had won 32 out of 33, yep. and now it's 33 out of 34. The last time Rutgers beat Maryland, 1980, 1920. 1920? Yes, it's really? Been, it's been over 100 years. 1920, really? I thought it was 1980, but it's it's it's, it's still a mighty long time. <laughs> yes, it's because college lacrosse has been going on for quite a while. That's fair. That's if, fair. if you go, if you look up, you know, the origins of it, it's like before 1900s. Yeah, the birthplace of college football right here at yes. Rutgers University. In fact, right outside this building, there's a plaque um, about the birthplace of college football because the parking lot behind the student center is where the game was played. Like, this building wasn't here at the time, uh-huh. but that location was where the game was played. In 1869? Yeah. Wow. And um, I don't know if you've seen the plaque before, but where the no. bus stop is out here, if you walk a little bit to the right, there's a plaque outside the College Ave Gym, you know, commemorating I must have game. noticed. Really? Interesting. Yeah, you gotta go check it out. It's they put it up a couple years ago, but it's not. If you're not looking for it, you might miss yeah. it. Well, the big one is uh is by SHI where they got that big shrine area. Well, yes. not shrine, but big area where they got the statue and the flowers yes. around it Definitely. and the walkway and what have you. Yes, that's the big big area. But yes. no, I mean, yeah, I mean, people are just walking by and doing their thing. Yeah, maybe it's not a you know maybe it I'll is, tell you it's it, not, it, it is a big plaque it's up high but it's like one of those things where it's like a stick up about four or five feet and then like a sign uh-huh. but you might not notice it just check it out next time you're off at the bus enough. stop it's right there fair enough but I mean you know I mean just there the, in, in general there's a lot going on Rutgers spring football game is actually next week believe it or not we have it here on WRSU it's next Friday the 22nd that's happening and I well spring hey the spring just keeps us going. Yes, we've had March Madness in basketball. We had a great fall time with great – Rutgers sports in general right. are just on fire this year. And as a whole, you know, and, you know, it's really, really important. It, it's it's incredible. It's really exciting. Definitely. And breathtaking for us to be on the scene covering stuff like this. It's it's, it's absolutely awesome. And it just continues because we got men's lacrosse coming up. we got more women's lacrosse actually taking place. We're covering some women's games this Saturday and next Saturday, both at home at SHI Stadium. And we're still going with baseball, of course. Top 20 – 
top 25 team in the country, number 22, 12 straight wins for the Scala Knights of Rutgers baseball. But with that, one half hour is down. we got about one and a half hours left to go on the Thursday crew. Let's keep it going, but before we do, we'll take a quick short break. When we come back, locks of the week on the Thursday crew of WRSU-FM, New Brunswick. Lots of the week on WRS Thursday edition. Doug Willow, Kristen Vasquez, Alex Carminati, and Matt Kaminsky. And yeah, it's it is 6:32. Lots of the week is an exciting segment. I mean, I don't have anything prepared right now, so I'm not going to go first. But Matt, Christian, Alex, feel free to take us off. I think it's only customary that I keep doing MMA locks until I get it wrong. Okay. So, uh, oh, there's actually some bigger fights this weekend. Let me get to that. There, I'm not going with UFC this weekend. In MMA, we have we have Bellator this weekend, who is arguably probably the second biggest MMA promotion, and they have one of their biggest cards, I'd say, of the year. You know, this what is it tomorrow night on Showtime at in San Jose. Headliners are AJ McKee and Patricio Pitbull Ferrer. AJ McKee has been rolling through people at featherweight 145. He's 18-0, very dominant, has three fights left on his deal with Bellator, so he's looking to just win those three fights and make the big bucks in the UFC. He has been vocal about that this week, that he wants the featherweight champion in the UFC, Alexander Volkanovsky, and he's 18-0. Here, This is the rematch between Pitbull, and he choked him out in the first round in the first one, and he's going to win again. AJ McKee on to 19-0. Pitbull the singer? Pitbull who? Who's no, he's uh, Patricio Pitbull, and uh, okay. he's a Bellator fighter. I'm a, fair, well, he's he's not Mr. 305, right? He's no, not one no, of those Mr. guys or anything like that? All right, all right. He's maybe Mr. 302. I don't know. Yeah, but. 302. <laughs> Doug, anything? Alex, I will go last. You'll I, go last? Yes, I am going to call dibs on last. All right, if you want to. Um, I mean, I... I don't, I don't have a lock per se, like a gambling lock per se on this one, but I'll just uh, I'll make a shot. I'll, I'll make a call here. And this weekend, we got Rutgers baseball. We got Rutgers women's lacrosse. We got Rutgers men's lacrosse. A lot going on. A lot going on this weekend. The Scarlet Knights, men's-wise, for lacrosse are in Michigan. They're playing the Wolverines. Women's lacrosse plays host to San Diego State. Baseball has a three-game home series against Indiana this weekend at Baton Field. My guarantee is that Rutgers wins every game. They're going to sweep Indiana, Rutgers uh, baseball. Rutgers lacrosse, men, they will beat Michigan in Michigan, and they will beat San Diego State women's lacrosse at SHI Stadium. So my lock of the week or weekend, per se, and again, I can't give you the spread or the plus minus or what have you, but what I will tell you is that I guarantee a Rutgers baseball sweep, a Rutgers women's lacrosse victory at home, and a Rutgers men's lacrosse victory in Michigan. Mm. I I like it. That's what I got for you. That's unique. That's a nice pick, and I think... Could come through. We'll see, definitely. We'll find out by next week. Hey, again, these teams are hot right now, and anything could happen on any given day. Definitely. Matt, what do you got for us? Well, I'm, I think I, and we're going to the NBA. I think I'm going to do a playing game. I think I like the uh, Hawks to go over the spread of the Hawks minus two. So I think the Hawks will, uh, will not, will beat the Cavs pretty handsomely, I think. I think the Hawks are too good. I think that uh, they got hot. They got around the right time. They got off to a sluggish start. 
But I think Trey Young is an incredible player. <laughs> I think Kevin Herter is a great player too. I feel like and Jared Allen's going to come back. We don't know how he's going to do or not. So I like the Hawks. Mine the Hawks to go over the spread. The Hawks are favored by two points. I like to go over. Wow, spread. it's bold. It's pretty bold right there. And the other game is Pelicans and Clippers tonight, right? That is tomorrow. Both games are oh, tomorrow. tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Okay. They did yeah, it weird this night. year. Like they did the seven eight instead of doing the Eastern Conference one day and the Western Conference another day. They did the seven eight one day and then the eight not nine ten another day. Really. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense because now, like, the teams are, like, competing against one another. Mm-hmm. So, and also they're on different networks. So right, right. one game's on ESPN, the other game's on TNT. Which one's on which? Uh, the Hawks-Cavs are on ESPN. And that's tonight, right? Or uh, tomorrow? Tomorrow night. Okay, okay, so both games are tomorrow. Yes. Got it, okay. One's at 7.30, one's at 10. I see. And I'm going to do an NBA pick, too. Let's go. Man, remind me which team you just picked in your lock. Hawks, Cavs. Hawks, Cavs. Uh, Hawks, Cavs. But which one did you lock? I mean, I like the Hawks plus. Uh, the I like the Hawks going Minus. over the spread. Okay, so I'm gonna go to the other game: Pelicans, Clippers. Clippers are favorites. They're favored minus four. Clippers forty two and forty on the year. Pelicans thirty six and forty six. Look over at ESPN's BPI. Clippers have a seventy one percent chance of winning. I think they'll win. And I'm gonna go with that. And I'm gonna go with the minus <coughs> four just because. Sure, you know, the Pelicans have been interesting this year. I mean, uh-huh. there's been the whole Zion saga. But still, CJ McCollum has stepped up since being traded there. I actually, I just bought his jersey after he got traded. The Bla- Blazers jersey. Though. McCollum? Yes. You, you bought a Blazers jersey or a Pelicans jersey? The Blazers McCollum jersey. It was marked down a lot. Really? Yes. I Why'd was, you buy it even though he's gone? Oh, no, I always do this. I get, I get the mark. I'll, I'll tell you in do you the really? next segment. I always do you, get I mean, the down jerseys. I know that. Well, well, I mean, you'll come in with some flashy uh, some, some flashy trends here, Doug. I'll say that for sure. Thank you, Alex. But uh, Today's just a teacher jersey. This is just Victor Cruz. Vi- uh, oh, but it's the salsa. The jersey. salsa dance. Okay, yes. I see what you're saying there. Fair From enough. VC. Huh? Victor Cruz VC. Victor, yes. Yeah. Victor Cruz broke my heart in 20, 2012 or what, <laughs> 11 or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was brutal. Alex, you were an Eagles fan? Packers. Packers. I, Packers. So and I met him before. I should have said something to him. You met him? How did you I've met him multiple times you at, met at work. Cruz? Yeah, multiple times at work. How? Just at work. He go. He goes there. Where's, you know, where's work golf. again? Top golf. Oh, In Edison? Yeah. He goes there, really? Yeah, well, wow. he, he did go there last summer a lot. And I would see him. And I would just, I always wear, you know, I have a big shoe collection, so I wear stuff all the time. He complimented me a couple times. Nice. Just you have any pictures with the guy? No, we are not supposed to take pictures with the celebrities oh, that not. go in there, especially on the clock. Does oh. he have like a? Um, like, he likes to sit right in the middle where everyone he, can see him, which is not a good idea. Does he, <laughs> does he come in like by himself, or does he have like a bodyguard? He comes with his daughter. Daughter. He's not. And not, he plays. They play together. Yeah, that, that's oh, pretty wow. cool. Good for him. Yeah, very nice. Um, nice, no, good guy for the cruise. I like him a lot, but just that one year. Yeah, that one yeah, year. Kill me. 2011, man. 1,536 yards, if I remember correctly. Like, I don't remember how many touchdowns, but it was nice. And we a won good the amount. Super Bowl. Eli Manning's the Forrest Gump of football. That's all I'll say. He's a lucky duck. I Yeah, put him in the playoffs. That. You don't want to play anyone else. <laughs> him and Tom Brady don't want to play them in the playoffs. They'll come up with magic. All right, but we finished up locks, so we'll take... We'll take a quick break when we come back. We'll have the next segment. You're listening to the WRSU crew on WRSU FM New Brunswick and online at WRSU.org. Back for hour one of the two of the Thursday crew. I'm always on Tuesday. Oh my golly, I don't know what day it is, but it's Thursday. We have the crew for you. The two the Thursday edition on WRSU FM New Brunswick. Christian Vasquez is with me. So are so many more. Doug Willig also here. Matt, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on your last name right now. 
Kaminsky. Kaminsky. Thank you very much. We got Matt Kaminsky. We got Christian Vasquez. Doug Willig also here in studio. I'm Alex Carbonati. And gentlemen, yep, we got about 15 minutes more before hour one comes to a close. We got one more hour after that. And there again, you know, there's a lot going on. Baseball finally in full swing. Rutgers sports killing it right now. We talked about lacrosse, both men and women. We talked about Rutgers baseball. There's a lot taking place. There's a lot going on. And it's crazy to think about this, but the spring semester, and personally, my sophomore year is almost coming to a close. Christian is in the same boat when it comes to being a sophomore, too. And Doug, you're graduating. I am, yes. It's crazy. It's crazy how how fast this year has gone by. It, it's gone fast at times, and it's gone slow at times. That's you know fair. what I mean? It, it, it goes fast in moments like this when you're looking back and you're like, wait, it's April. Like, I feel like it was just October. But the moments when you're, like, in class and it's, like, already been only 20 minutes and it seems like it's been an hour, uh-huh. moments like that are when it seems slow. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's me, Christian, but in general, like, the most, the you know, the most rampant part of the majority of the semester will just zoom by. But when it comes finals week or finals time, it drags on so painfully. It, it, it definitely can be depending on... You know what your final exam schedule is. Mm-hmm. I mean, this semester I've kind of looked out in that couple. Like one of my professors said, okay, like we're not going to have an exam. We're going to do a final presentation. Oh, nice. Another one of my professors kind of moved the final up, so th- we're going to have our final the last class, and then we're not going to have a final during that the finals week. So I just kind of have a dead time then. Fair enough. So it just depends on what your professors do, what classes you have, how many credits you're taking. But it can be rough. It could be light. It just depends. Mm. Matt, remind me what year you are again. One more time? You're, what year are you? I'm a junior. Junior, okay, okay. So you, you'll be a senior next year. Christian and I will be juniors next year. Mm-hmm. We're still around here on the banks, but Doug is saying bye-bye. Doug is saying so long. He's walking out with his diploma, and he's saying, adios, guys. I'll see you on on the other side. Yes, that that is a direct <laughs> quote from me. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, again, it's, it, it's just incredible how fast this semester has gone. It's incredible how ridiculously fast it's gone at times and again the way it just it keeps on going it keeps on moving and we're just in full speed full speed we're hitting the gas we're driving down uh route 18 we're doing our thing and it no it really is incredible to see it and again to look back on it and honestly like christian and myself who were who, who were freshmen during the covid hiatus and the covid majority um you know that you know, it 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 seemed to have just dragged on to a certain extent at times. But now that we're on campus, we're rocking, we're rolling here. It's the complete opposite. It just it's been like that, it's been so quick like that. Oh yeah, online feel felt like a dread. Yes, you know? all those just sitting there in class in front of your computer, and then you could just roll into bed, or you just uh, roll right out of bed to get into <laughs> class, which I did quite often, especially for my morning classes. Wake up ten minutes before it and roll out. So it's uh, that felt like a long time. It felt like we were doing well. Obviously, we were in quarantine since what was that? And, uh, just after March twenty twenty. Uh, yeah, March twenty twenty. Oh so goodness. you know, basically midway of our senior years right. for most people. And then you know we were online until this year. Mm-hmm. So it's it was a long time, and you just got tired of it after a while. Huh. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy again. Just it's zooming. It's going by so quickly. And it's just incredible how, again, how fast, how ridiculously fast it just continues to go. And, you know, whether it comes to – and not just that, but the seasons. I feel like soccer was just yesterday 
when, 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 when we were covering men and women's soccer. Football season was just like yesterday. Basketball, heck, it ended one month ago. It feels like it was a day ago, you know? Yeah, and Alex, I mean, you still have two more years left. You're not even... I no, mean, I know. I know. I'm still around for a while here, but still. But just like, but, but this year specifically, compared to how slow with COVID and everything it right. went at first, and now that we're back in person, we're moving, we're grooving, we're doing our thing. Like, we're just boom, 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 boom. We're going all over the place. We're doing our thing, and we're just, again, we're moving in the speed of light, Doug. We really are moving so fast. And, yeah, you know, you were here pre-COVID, COVID, right. post-COVID, yep. all that stuff. Yep. Luckily, your graduation, thankfully for your sake, is in person this season or and, this year. And Anthony Fauci is going to be there speaking. He's not the, the headlining commencement speaker. I'm not sure who that is. There's, is. there's more than one commencement speaker? Uh, Fauci's not the commencement speaker. He's like he's going to be there, um, and he's going to talk, but he's he's not the main person. Why is he going to huh. be there if he's not the commencement speaker? Uh, he's do, doing something. I, I will look it up I right now and give you the specifics. Yeah, yeah, that's a little weird. I would figure... Uh, a f- public figure like that would usually be the main speaker. Yeah, that's what you would think. Uh, but I will pull this up and I'll, I'll get to the specifics. Uh, uh, Dr. Fauci. I'm not a fan of Dr. Fauci. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm not a fan of Dr. Fauci at all. Oh, my God. I I, 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 yeah, we can't get into that. No, no, I won't get into why because that's, that, that's for a night beat, not the crew. For, yeah, it's for, for WRC many reasons. meeting. Yes, and for the meetings indeed. Uh, I have some very strong takes on Dr. Fauci. I won't go about it, but the point is, is that um, he played basketball back in the day. Did you know that? Did he now? Because I saw he did an interview with like Steph Curry, and then Fauci was yeah, talking about did, his like set shot. Like back oh, in the give 1950s. me a break. He's a point guard, I think. Yeah. Fauci's a point guard. He's not too tall, so he's got to play a guard. For oh me. my goodness! Yo, we gotta get How Fauci. How tall is he actually? You know, he's gonna be here at Rutgers. We gotta get him for the WRSU Tarkin game. Oh my god! Oh, oh no! Oh my goodness! Fauci? You want, yes. you want Fauci for playing on? In He's the, five foot seven. Oh five my seven. goodness! Oh my god! He should be just like a spud web. We'll Let's have him, him as the ref and just put him in the corner. Let's just do that. That would All be right. a good idea. Or he could be the broadcaster. You want Fauci? Uh, Tony Fauci with a strong accent. Yeah, oh. Fauci and Geo Baker on the oh, on the call. On the call. Uh, Geo said he would do play by play. Oh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Geo Baker is one class act. He's a heck of a guy. He's a good guy. What a guy. Geo Baker is a great guy. Luke Nathan, what a class act he is, too. Luke Luke Nathan's a tree. He's huge. The man's huge. Yeah. 6'11, right? So something like that. I mean, I shook the guy's hand. I, I mean, like, hey, Luke, how you doing? Like, I mean, it was, it was crazy. It was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, so Cliff, the other day at the, I was at Rutgers performing dance. Like they had like a performance over on Cook Doug, and I'm out there with my friends during an intermission, mm-hmm. and this huge man walks by, and they're like, "Who is that?" And I was Cliff. like, "Are you kidding me?" I was like, you do, "Do you know more seven foot people who go to Rutgers?" <laughs> was he just by himself or with other? Yeah, he came there? to see some uh, friend dance. Nice. And he like, no, nice. Cliff. Cliff saw, uh, Cliff's also Ralph a giant. At the uh, baseball game uh, yesterday. Yeah, Caleb's always at Livy Dining Hall. He's Caleb McConnell's a great guy. Yeah, Caleb McConnell's a very nice guy. Always can see some of those guys walking around Easton at 3 in the morning. That's when <laughs> I met Gio the one time. Nice. Now, Caleb's a nice guy. Ron Harper's very nice. Like, like good, m- good squad. The athletes that we have here, any sport, when you meet them, they're some of the nicest down-to-earth people. Seriously, they are. And I'm not just saying it just to be nice and happy and smiley and what have you, but I seriously mean that. Because when you meet with... Geo Baker, like we did this past Tuesday on the crew and Luke Nathan, they were genuine. They were 
again, willing to talk and willing to go in and re- really willing yeah, to dive deep for two hours long. I mean, like, you can't make that up. So, you know, the, the fact that we have genuine folks like Geo Baker and Ron Harper and Kayla McConnell and Luke Nathan and so many other athletes, not just basketball, baseball, a lot, a lot of humble guys on that baseball team. That's probably team. heavy in the recruiting. They oh, want people who are absolutely. not just robots outside of the, you know, oh, sure. off the whatever you're playing on. Well, I mean, well, well, I mean, and 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 again, we see it now. Especially, it's not just saying, you know, I can play and I can back my talk on the field or or the court or what have you. I can also be a personality off the field and uh, and also talk money. the talk and walk the walk. Make there. some money as well. And thankfully, with Geo Baker and the NIL, that's happening now. Yeah, plenty of the, you see even with women's soccer, they get. Classy, Some of their, classy some of people. Their, yeah, great people over there. I mean, women's soccer. Women's soccer, classy people. Mike O'Neill, what a class act he yeah, is. Yeah, what a legend. Great guy. Great guy. Jimmy Keldry, that, I mean, he can run for president. The way he speaks, I mean, he's incredible. He gives you like five minutes of sound bites. I That's love it. That's true. It's, he does give it, a It's long incredible. Interview. He is phenomenal. I like, I like McKeldry a lot. And, again, the players are great, too. It's just, again, when you get to engage with these players and the coaches and all of that, whether it's post-game, pre-game, if you know them personally, off the field, off the air, whatever, when you get to know them as a person more than just, okay, you're a player I'm covering, I need you for this interview or just covering you for your big moment, when you get to deep dive inside with them and actually get to really know them, it's more rewarding than actually just covering them game by game. Yeah, everyone's got a bit of person. I saw today Barstool Rutgers had posted – uh, it was a, I believe it's a public speaking class. It might be public speaking for, or like professional presentations for sports management. Uh-huh. But Nasir Montgomery from the football team made a presentation. I, it's obviously public speaking or just a presentation class. Both are very similar. You have to take both for sports management. Sure. And he, um, he did a whole presentation on. I think it was just the, maybe the life of Chief Keefe. If you know who that is, Who's the rapper. Chief Keef? He's a rapper. I knew Alex would not know him, but I've heard the name, but yeah. I don't know who Chief Keef is. Yeah, but he did I a whole name. presentation on his life. You may have to ask to see it, so you can get the full gist. Chief Keef. The huh? awe of Chief Keef. I, I, I've heard of Chief Keef. That's that's some good stuff. Matt, you a rap fan? Uh, not really. Mostly. You're better off. Rap, like, I, I disagree. Alex, you got to get into it. You got to get into it. I'm sorry, He's never pal. Gonna get into it. Rap is crap. I'm sorry. It's brutal. There are some straight bars for you if you like that. Th- those are some nice lyrics for you right there. There it is. No, it's brutal. Country is where it's at. Okay. Country music, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Who's your favorite? Oh my goodness, B- Buddy Brown. Buddy Brown is phenomenal. Can't say I've heard of that. I. You can ask all ask the guys on the Tuesday Crew about Buddy Brown. He's phenomenal. They're they're Buddy Brown fans too. Oh, uh, they, they know Buddy Brown because of me. That's why. Oh, okay. I, w- I I I would like to think so. Probably not. But no, Buddy Brown is great. Uh, Trace Atkins, I'm a big fan of. Luke Bryan, I love. I, I love Luke Bryan. He's awesome. Luke is the man. Uh, Blake Shelton's pretty good. There's just so many classics. And you, you a Migos fan, Alex? Migos? Oh yeah, yeah, Doug. I I I walk I, I it did... like I talk it all the time. Absolutely. Yes. yes. I sure do walk it like I talk it, pal. That'll help you shoot better. Yeah, Play basketball. Yeah. Well, gosh. well. I... I'm warning everybody right now. I'm gonna have the worst shot for this R- for this WRSU talk. Oh my gosh! I'm a horrible basketball player. Seriously, I, I am. I'm brutal. <laughs> well, let me, I'm let brutal. Me, let me say now. I'm I'm hyped for the WRSU target. As game. am I. Buckle but, up. But I I want to know when we're playing though. I know we're waiting end on approval. Month. I'm pretty sure end of the month is end of the, the month. Slated but I want I want a date there. though. Cause like what if what if we get the date and then like people can't make it? Right. Oh, it's a couple weeks out. I bet. I bet we'd clear our schedules for that. To be honest. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I would. I won't go. I'll clear my schedule for that. 
that. No, I mean, where I mean, are we playing? We're playing College Avenue. I imagine the barn, yeah. The bar, oh wow, the oh wow, the barn, historic venue, good old, good old 1976, just As like on, that. If there's wow. music playing, I'll or shoot. For that, I'll shoot well. If there's music playing, we got some country going. But no, yeah, Buddy Brian or I might, I Buddy might, Brown, I Buddy might, Brown. I might whiff a couple shots. It, my, my the Migos one time I was they were play, we had a they did this thing called a flock in at St. Joe's where I went to high school okay. and you would be in there you'd go in there seven o'clock on like a Friday night and then you'd leave seven o'clock the next day you just most people just stayed up and we were playing basketball for I think I I probably played basketball for about six hours total time nice. we did a three v three tournament and they were playing just you know some tunes Migos. and I remember the Migos I hit every time every the whole I think I it was a in our one game. Right. It was one song. I just hit three straight threes in what a song? row. What song was it? It was Walk It Like a Talk. Oh, Walk okay. It Like a Talk, huh? It, and I hit the reason. And I hit three straight threes, and nice. I, we won the game. Nice, nice. Yeah. I just kept popping. That was one of my best you shootings I've ever game. had. Gotta do it at this game. Well, oh, well, yeah. well, Christian, if you can walk it like it, you can talk it without the music. Then hey, why do you need the music? It. Seriously, I, I mean, see, Let's see I, if I can Alex walk. knows the song because we we were calling the baseball game together. And uh, every oh, time there's playing a, out there? every time they there's a yeah, walk, that's what, they that's, play it. Oh, really? Over the loudspeaker. Yeah, walk it like I talk. Do they get walkout music? Uh, like the they do. Yes, they do. They, they get to pick. Yeah, they get to because they get the pick. They got. I like Ryan Lasko's song. Matt, you've been to some games as a fan. I have. I have been to some games. Yes. Yeah, the walkout music is iconic for some players. Is it? Evan Slight's got. I think it's "Follow God" by Jesus King. That's his. That's it. Enter Sandman was no Rivera. One player has something from the Donna album, Hurricane. That's what it is. I think it might be Evan. I think it's the second hitter. Oh, I have. I have some crazy too. I probably have a WWE entrance song. Nice for me to walk in. But six, it's it's six fifty eight. Alex, we got an interview coming up at seven. We is do that right? seven o'clock. Brennan Camish, Rutgers men's lacrosse, joining us to kick off the second hour. Scarlet Knights are number seven in the country. They just suffered a tough loss to Maryland. They're trying to bounce back against Michigan this weekend at Michigan. Uh, Brennan Camish is from Michigan. He's from outside of Detroit, about an hour or a half hour or so away from Ann Arbor, where the University of Michigan is. And um, yeah, Doug, it should be a really really intriguing. Uh, 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 you know, game this weekend only on ESPNU. Un- unfortunately, we're not traveling out to Michigan for this one. We got so much going on already here on the bank. So, <laughs> you know, there's just a lot going on with baseball, of course. And now we got women's lacrosse this weekend and women's lacrosse next weekend. We're just getting busy. It, we we continue to do our thing. We continue to get busy. We continue to rock and roll here at, at WRSU, especially in the sports department. And yeah, we got women's lacrosse as well upcoming. This weekend against San Diego State. The next weekend, Penn State, a back-to-back for Rutgers and Penn State. Women's lacrosse against Penn State at 12. Men's lacrosse against Penn State at 4. Both games at SHI Stadium. Both games are senior days, I believe, for for, for, for both clubs. I could be right. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure it is, though. Cause, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is because the men, their final game is that game, and the women traveled to Columbus to play Ohio State to finish out the regular season. So, yeah, basically those are the senior days or final home games for both respective teams. But with that, we'll take a break. Hour one is done. we got one more to go. Brennan Kamish of Rutgers Men's Lacrosse joins us to kick off the second hour. Only here on the Thursday Crew on WRSU-FM, New Brunswick.